Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. I usually talk about all things simple, whether it be life on our hobby farm, out in the country, or homeschooling, or most of all, I love to talk about Jesus, right? And how we can lessen the clutter in our lives and the distractions so that we can more clearly see him. Today, I wanted to tackle a homeschooling issue for all you homeschoolers out there. But you know what? Probably these principles would apply to anyone in their mothering stage or wherever you are. But I did want to address creating some peace and order in your homeschool. Now that might sound a little bit like an oxymoron for you moms out there that are homeschooling. You're like, what? Peace and order? That does not go in the same sentence with homeschooling, right? But we do. We can we can um, talk about how we can create peace and order in our homeschool. I'm going to share with you all of the mistakes I have made over the years <laughs> and how I got out of the chaos in our homeschool years so that we could find some peace and order. And I will also um, warn you that I do not have it all down pat. We do not have peace and order every day in our homeschool, that's for sure. We still have much chaos many days, but I do know from our experience of going into 12 years now of homeschooling, what has worked to sort of help keep things a little bit calmer. We've come a long way from my early years of homeschooling, a really long way. For those of you who don't know, I was an accidental homeschooler. I absolutely never intended on homeschooling. Many of you have heard this story, but for anyone who has not, I'll quickly share the brief uh, version of it, but I was not planning on homeschooling. In fact, I thought homeschooling was sort of weird. And um, back, you know, 12 years ago, it was kind of, I think, different even than it is now. I definitely didn't know nearly as many people who, who homeschooled. Well, obviously that's because I wasn't in the homeschool community. But I don't think that it was nearly, I don't want to use the word popular, but I guess will say accepted or mainstream as it is now, you know, as the years have gone by, I've gone from when people ask me, you know, about homeschooling, them looking at me like I have three heads to people thinking I'm totally normal. So I have seen that shift where it has been a little bit more accepted in mainstream um, over the years, but I was a definite accidental homeschooler. I never intended to do it. I thought, like I said, it was a little strange. And I really just didn't know much about it. But then God called me to homeschool. And he sort of set me on this path that I never planned. But hallelujah, his plans are always better than mine. Uh, We had a really rough, rocky start because we did not have support from my parents. My mom had always worked in public school. And that was a difficult beginning. But God has worked um, just through so many things, and she now not only accepts that I'm homeschooling, I think she loves that I'm homeschooling. Um, So our times have changed, certainly, from that. But when I first began homeschooling, you know, I had all these things against me because, I, like I said, I, I never planned on it. It sort of happened accidentally. I sort of felt that God was calling me to do it, but I didn't want to do it. And that's the honest truth. I didn't want to. I did not want to homeschool. But I truly felt that God was calling me to it, and I kind of went kicking and screaming and thought we'd do it just for one year, get it out of my system. 
and then I would start my kids in public school. And here we are with a going on 11th grader, 9th grader, 7th grader, and 3rd grader. So God has been so good and so gracious. Um, but yes, in those early years, I didn't have, I had support from my husband. I didn't have support from my immediate family, so that was a little difficult. Um, so right there, we were setting ourselves up to not have that very much peace and order because I didn't feel peaceful almost about it. Now, there was a difference. I, I felt that God was calling me to do it. So that should give me a level of peace right there. But there was peace, you know, that deep, deep level of peace, knowing that I was answering this call amongst the real life clutter, chaos, and just, um, you know, disarray of what am I doing? What am I getting myself into? So in the early years, I did not have a lot of peace and I did not have a lot of order in our daily life of homeschooling. So yes, I had peace that I was answering God, but the daily grind of homeschooling was often chaotic. And when I started out, I really only had a kindergartner at the time, you know, because I just had my oldest was starting when she was five. And then as the years went on, I was adding in more kids and more kids. And now, you know, we, we homeschool four children. So it was like every two years I had to add in a new student. So that would always bring another level of chaos and disorder. Um, what I wanted to talk about today, though, was I know you're all going to want to hear these practical tips of how can you find peace and order. And I will share some of those with you, and there are practical things you can do. But the very first thing you need to do is to submit it all to God. If you want peace and you want order, it is not going to be found anywhere outside of Him. And that even goes for your homeschool. That goes for our lives. That goes for our mothering. That goes for anything. We, I feel like, are always searching to find like the best system to order our lives, you know, the best planner, the best organizational system, you know, how can we find peace and order? And those things aren't really going to be found outside of him because once we have our heart set and we can get peace in our hearts and order in our souls, then that spills out into everything else. Because the truth is, I could have the best system in place. I could have the best filing system, lesson planner, curriculum, you know, schedule for our day and all of that stuff. And I could run a really tight ship. But if my soul isn't in order and I don't have peace with what I'm doing and my purpose in my life and peace with God and that real deep sense of peace and order, all of those things are not going to supply what we're really looking for. It almost gives us a false sense of control, you know, that I can find peace and order in my best system. But if we are not at peace with what we are doing daily and feeling that we are doing things for the Lord, then all of those things are just supplying a false sense of peace. Because ultimately, we're not homeschooling for us. And we're not homeschooling for our children. Every single thing we do in our life, including our homeschool, is to bring glory to God. And I don't think we think about that 
very often when we're homeschooling. We don't think about that when we're mothering. We don't often think when I'm doing the laundry, when I'm doing the dishes, when I'm doing the mundane tasks, when I'm doing the disciplining, you know, when I'm scrubbing the toilets, whatever it is. Do we really think, oh, this is bringing glory to God? No, we constantly bring it on ourselves. I don't feel like doing this. This is a lot of work. I could be doing something else. Or we even tend to say, oh, look at all the things I have to do today, right? How many times do we make that list mentally or otherwise? You know, we make that list and we sort of, especially when we're in the mood of woe is me, I have so much to do, and we sort of hang it over our family's heads. And I'm telling you this because I do this myself. I'm not over here to condemn or shame or convict. I'm over here to say, hey, I've been there. I get it. But let's not do that. Let's get out of that place and bring glory to God. Because there are days where, you know, my husband will come home and I'm just like listing all the things I did today. Do you know I had to do all this laundry and I had to teach math and had to deal with, you know, an attitude problem and, you know, blah, 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 blah. As if the whole world doesn't also have to do a lot of things each day, right? That's part of the calling, the calling of being a mom, the calling of being a wife, a homemaker, um, a homeschooling mom, whatever it is. So if we could change our mindset about what we do and why we do it and who we do it for, that we are serving our family, we are homeschooling our family, our children, to answer a calling and ultimately bring glory to God in every single thing we do because of him and not because we want to pat on the back or not because we, you know, even think that we're doing these things like at all for ourselves. We are doing these things because we are serving our family and ultimately serving the Lord. So changing that perspective is a great beginning. If we're looking for peace and order, we're, we're always going to feel out of order and we're always going to feel like things are crazy if we are looking at it as this isn't enjoyable to me or this isn't comfortable or you know I have a lot to do like I said that's part of life we all do we all have a lot to do there are people who are way busier than me out there right it's not a contest out of who's busier than who and we ultimately are not doing these things for our own pleasure or for ourselves so if we could take out the woe is me attitude of homeschooling, and again, I'm, I'm talking to myself here. It's not that I, that I have this all down pat because this is something I struggle with. It's like, look at all the things I do, right? But when I look at it in a daily, um, when I look at it for the day, at the end of the day, and I say, okay, I, I worked hard today. I probably sacrificed some things. I did some things I didn't feel like doing. And I served, but that's because I am living the life God has called me to. Then the peace isn't found in the circumstances. The peace is found in knowing that you are doing something for God. So do you see that shift? If we could change our perspective and shift our thinking and not constantly, you know, base our peace and our order on our circumstances, but base it on him and serving him and glorifying him, then that changes everything. In your homeschool, if you're looking, you know, if your days are feeling very chaotic and you're feeling cluttered and you're feeling like you don't have peace and order, 
Before you even start to try to implement any kind of system, because you know everybody thinks they're going to find peace and order when they have the best chore chart, the best meal plan, the best scheduler, the best planner, best curriculum. If you begin with not even looking at those things, if you begin with writing down why you are homeschooling and what we just said, everything we do should ultimately bring glory to God, including homeschooling. But if you're writing down why you are homeschooling, you know, what are your goals? What is your mission? And I believe your goals and your mission should not be solely about academics. If you are homeschooling, you are getting an opportunity to disciple your children 24 hours a day, right? Because you're with them the most. So there are some goals out there and some missions that should be about much more than academics. For our family, academics come secondary to heart issues. We are homeschooling because we believe we are called to, to raise our children in this lifestyle. And we believe it is a discipleship for our children. And we believe that we are setting their foundation so that they can you know, go out there someday and be strong Christians in the world. So if you write down your goals and your mission and you take some time to really ask the Lord, what does he have you homeschooling for? Because ultimately, I believe if you're homeschooling, it's because God called you to. You know, we all have our different reasons. We'll say, well, I had to take my child out of school because they were having a hard time. Or you have a special needs child. Or maybe you were homeschooled and that's just all you know. So you're homeschooling your child. Or maybe you were like me and you just felt called to it, even though it seemed crazy. Um, so whatever the reason is, and we all have different reasons. And that's a beautiful thing. We're all different, right? God creates us all differently and in all different circumstances. So if we um, are looking at the reasons that he called us a homeschool, even though they're all different, it's because he put us each uniquely in that set of circumstances in order for him to call us to homeschooling. So even though our circumstances are all different, the underlying you know, purpose of it is God called you to do this because I don't believe you'd be homeschooling if he didn't call you to do it. So if you look at your mission and you look at your goals and you sort of write all that out and focus on that and pray over it, ask God, say, why God? Why did you call me to this journey? What do you ultimately want me to do with this journey? How can I serve you? How am I giving you glory through this journey? And then I think it's really important to pray over all of that and pray over your homeschool. Peace and order is not going to be found inside a planner. It's going to be found inside your Bible. Honestly, we're always looking for peace and order in worldly and earthly things and forgetting that those things are great practically to help us, but we must start with our spiritual needs and finding our peace and order deep down in our souls before we try to um, organize our circumstances. So I would encourage you to do that. Keeping your eyes on Jesus, thinking about, you know, I love the story in the Bible about Peter walking on the water and how when he takes his eyes off of the water, he sinks, right? As soon as that storm comes and that wind comes and he looks around and sees it and he takes his eyes off of Jesus, he sinks. That is such a picture of how we are, whether it's in homeschooling or mothering or, you know, just in our daily life. How quick are we to say, yes, Jesus, I trust you. I want you to help me, you know, in the hard times. But then it gets really windy and stormy and you think, 
and you look around at your circumstances and you think, how am I going to do this? And then when you sink, what do you do? Lord, help me, save me. What if we didn't have to cry out to him that way because we never took our eyes off of him in the first place because we trusted that he said we were going to walk on water? What if we didn't take our eyes off in the first place and we just walked on that water? Imagine the peace that, would, that flowed through Peter for those steps that he was on the water but he took his eyes off and he sank. And that's what we do. So if we keep our eyes fixed on him and we don't allow ourselves to sink because of the circumstances, the circumstances are secondary to God. He he puts us in those circumstances, but he wants us to trust him in them. So when we're homeschooling, trusting him each day, even when it gets chaotic. And you know what? The beautiful part of that story is Peter did sink, but what happened? Jesus took him out of that water. He didn't leave him there to drown. He took him out of that water, right? When we look to God and we say, oh, you know, Father, I have sunk. I have taken my eyes off of you. Or, oh, Lord, my day is feeling so chaotic and so crazy, and I have no peace in my homeschool, and the kids are running around, and no one's listening, and our schedule is out the window. We can look at that and say, Lord, you can even use this. You will use the disarray and the chaos to grow us, right? He will redeem it. He will use it all so that we can grow as a family. I mean, there have been so many times in our homeschool that we have had those kinds of days where I have just, you know, said everybody put the books away. I wanted to lock myself in my room put my head under the covers, you know, and I've just wanted the whole day to end because it was just so bad. But when you get through it and you look back, if you are relying on Jesus, you can even say to him from under your covers, you know, Lord, what are you, what are you teaching us through this? And using those moments to teach your children that we get closer to God through the difficulties. You know, life is never going to be, at least our circumstances, full of peace and order all the time because God puts us in chaotic circumstances sometimes so that we can learn to rely on him and not on ourselves. So changing your whole mindset in your homeschool about what is peace and order, it's so much more than just if your day ran smoothly or not. Right? You want that ultimate peace that's deep within from the Lord, no matter what the circumstances. There are many days, and expect them, that you're going to want to put your head under the covers. There are many days that are going to be difficult. No one said it's going to be easy, but it will be worth it. So if you have a deep peace within, that helps you to deal with those difficult days. And when you have those difficult days, you know that what is God doing through this and how can I give God glory through the struggle? It's easy to give God glory through the easy stuff. Let's give him glory through the struggles and say, look what he did. Look what, how he got us out of that situation. Look how God gave me the strength to get through a difficult day. So remember, it's not about you and what you do, but all about him, what he does and who he is. You know, sometimes that chaos is there to help us grow. And remember that if you're looking for peace and order in your homeschool, like I said, the first thing we need to do is get to our heart. 
And then the practical things come in secondary, you know, like what is the best schedule? What is the best curriculum for having, you know, the least amount of chaos? We have always used a loose schedule in our homeschool. We have like a skeleton of what our day looks like and it changes from year to year because life changes from year to year. Seasons change from year to year. Our children change from year to year, you know, as they get older, things change. So it's okay to go with the flow of life and change things. Just because a really good schedule worked for you when your child was five does not mean that schedule needs to work for you when they're 10 or when their sibling is five. Times change and things change. So go with the flow of life. And when you find a schedule that, you know, works for you, stick with it, but allow it to change with your seasons of life. So You know, things have changed for us so many times over the years. I often tell the story that in the beginning we were like scheduling, you know, the every 15 minutes that we have to change what we're doing and I had to have the whole day planned out and that was way too difficult to stick to. And I do believe that the Lord wants us to have peace and order and he wants us to be disciplined, but I think I took it overboard in the early years. You know, there was like no room for fun or basically let me schedule the fun time because I thought that if I had that strict schedule, then I would feel that peace and order. But like I said, my peace and order now does not come from the perfect schedule, the perfect curriculum, or even the most perfectly disciplined children. My peace and order comes from knowing that I am fulfilling a calling and I'm doing these things for him and asking him to lead me in each step. Lord, how do you want me to deal with this algebra today? Honestly, I've been in this situation where I sat there in my head and said, Lord, just let me not pull my hair out today. Let me show my kids how to get through something that's difficult because algebra is difficult for me. (laughs) So, you know, when we are giving it all back to him, it changes everything. All of a sudden, we're not putting so much emphasis on the perfect schedule or the perfect curriculum because we have peace knowing that he is leading us and we're doing this for him. Also, stop looking at what everyone else is doing, right? We are so quick to compare. We, I've done this millions of times, you know. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about what my kids are learning and, you know, we're doing pretty well and we're having a, a good year. And then somebody starts telling me about their great system that they implemented or the best curriculum around that they found and their child is, you know, above grade level and blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, my stuff doesn't look so good anymore. Even though it was fine five minutes ago, all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, I, 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 I must be doing something wrong because they're doing it better than me. Nobody's doing it better than you. They're just doing it differently. And God created each of our families for a unique purpose, for his purposes. Get that. It might not even necessarily be your purpose. I think when I began homeschooling, the purposes I had in mind to do it are completely different than what they are now because God has replaced them with his purposes. And that's what we should be doing it for. So we may think we have it all planned out or figured out, but he may change that plan. And ultimately, I would much rather be in his will than my own will, right? So remember that your family is completely unique from my family. And he may have you homeschooling for a completely different purpose. Some of them may be the same, But there may be other reasons that he's working in your family and he's using homeschooling for that. So 
how could we possibly compare to another family? It's like comparing apples and oranges. But we all do it. We all feel like insecure if we see how someone else's children are doing or, you know, behaving or whatever it is. We need to stop that. We need to, rather than work against each other, work alongside each other, you know, and say, wow, that's the way you do You do it. That's really great. And this is the way I do it. And that's really great for me. And not try to one-up each other and then not secretly like bash yourself. You know, you, you say, oh, that's great. Your child's in the spelling bee. And then you go home and you're like, oh, why isn't my child good enough to be in the spelling bee? You know, or whatever it is. I'm just using silly examples. But we all do it. And I would just love for women to fess up and rather than hide it, say, you know what? I'm struggling. Right now I'm comparing myself to you. Get it out in the open. Call it for what it is. Satan can't have a hold on you when you get it out there and say, you know what? I really don't want to feel that way. So I'm just telling you right now so we can get it out in the open and be real. Be honest with your feelings to each other. Walk alongside each other. You know, homeschooling moms, it's its a difficult journey. Why make it more difficult when we kind of um, get stuck in that comparison trap? We are on a journey together and again, ultimately to glorify God. We're not glorifying God if we're comparing to others because then we are stuck in our own pride and that's sinful. And comparing to another family is sinful because what you're saying, you're really coveting someone else's life. You're saying, God, I'm not happy with the life you gave me. I'm looking at theirs. I want what they got. And that's coveting. So let's call it out when we get that and say, you know what? This is no good, and I'm just going to say it right now and tell you and be honest, I was comparing to you today, and I'm just going to stop. And will you help keep me accountable? And let's lift each other up rather than, you know, tear each other down. And not saying people like out there tear each other down, but they do it in their own minds, right? We do it. We do it. So I'm here today to say let's be real about it. Let's get out of that comparison trap. And let's remember that every single thing we do should be to glorify God. Our homeschooling, our, you know, the way we deal with relationships and friendships and things like that. So if you're comparing, that is not bringing glory to God. Um, I would also say if you want peace and order, you know, and one of the other practical ways besides all the heart stuff we talked about would be to really spend time with each child during your school day. One of the biggest um, things that stole an orderly day or peace from me early on, especially with little ones. Not so much now because my kids are older and they work more independently. But when I had, you know, three little ones homeschooling at once or four little ones homeschooling at once, and I was trying to give each of them my attention at the very same time, it was setting myself up for disaster. So when they were little, I scheduled time for each of them. And it was really just like a half an hour or whatever really they needed for me to solely work with each child. So there was times where they would work on their own independently, and then there was times where I would work with them individually. And I would start with the youngest child first, and I would work my way up to the oldest. And the reason I did it that way was that youngest child needed me the most because they couldn't read to themselves and, you know, whatever. But they also really needed me the least amount of time probably. So it might have only been like a half an hour that I would be with them. And while I was working with them, the older ones were capable of doing some independent work, even if it was just like a worksheet or looking at a book, they were capable of doing some independent work while they waited for me. And that's the key to that whole thing. 
They need to wait their turn. There's no interrupting mommy when they need help with a math problem. They set that math problem aside and they wait for their individual time with mommy. And that was a beautiful way to bring a lot of peace to my schedule when my children were earlier. I have a whole blog post about that, I believe over here on Simply Living for Him, but I know it's also on BibleBasedHomeschooling.com. And it's entitled Homeschooling Multiple Ages. I also have a podcast all about that that takes this whole idea a step further. So if you're looking to, you know, have a little bit less chaos in your schedule if you're homeschooling multiple children, then you can find that over there. Um, Oh, also that reminds me, I was talking about having verses for your... um, homeschool and goals and missions, uh, a mission statement and kind of like praying over your homeschool. I have a free printable. It's on Bible-based homeschooling um, and it's called 31 uh, Days of Praying for Your Homeschool. And it's 31 verses that I did pick out for the homeschooling family. And it's a free printable. So that might help you to sort of focus. It's 31 verses that I handpicked that I thought would be helpful for the homeschooling family. You can also find that um, in the appendix of my book called Home, Finding Joy and Letting God Lead Your Homeschool. And that book is really all about what I'm talking about um, today on this podcast is how I finally found joy in my homeschool when I stopped chasing the things of this world and started chasing him. And when I realized that the homeschool was his and not mine, and he was in charge and not me, and how I found joy in not trying to take on this whole task myself, um, and really finding joy in answering the call of homeschooling. So you can find, um, you know, actually more about all this topic in that book, but also the 31 verses are in the appendix of that book. I have a journal section at the end of that book where there's some space for you to write your thoughts and there's some journal prompts. And then there's those 31 verses that you can um, have in your little journal section of that book. And that's available on Amazon and that's also on my website. So these are just some ways, like I said today, a little bit of practical ways to find peace and order. But ultimately, I wanted to share with homeschooling moms out there how to really start to find peace and order. It is not about the circumstances, but all about our hearts and our souls and our spirits and where we're at with the Lord. So I hope you find that helpful. If you did, comment on the blog um, or on the Facebook page. Let me know how your homeschool is these days. Are you finding yourself in complete chaos? Because I would love to encourage you and walk alongside you and share ideas and share, you know, just point you to Jesus. Because like I said, that's ultimately where we find peace and order. Um, So if you are listening on iTunes as well, please rate and review this podcast. That helps to get the message out there for more listeners. So I would love for you to do that. If you enjoy the podcast, you can also comment on the blog um, and follow me on the Facebook page and on Instagram. I've been using Instagram stories a lot lately and I have a lot of fun with that. So if you're on Instagram, you can find the little snippets of our day on Instagram stories. You're about to get Insta bombed is that is that a word but in two weeks we're having our simply living for him retreat and i'm pretty sure we will be sharing a ton from that retreat so we'll be getting together in gettysburg pennsylvania uh, pennsylvania to talk all about seeking jesus above the noise of this world and how to you know really seek him and get rid of the chaos and the clutter of our lives and i cannot wait it's in two weeks july 13th to 15th um, at the lodges at gettysburg and getting 
Statesburg, Pennsylvania. The registration ends June 30th. Friday, June 30th is the end of registration. It will close at midnight, June 30th. So please, if you would like to come, let me know. Register at simplylivingforhim.com. Click on the retreat button. And um, until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.